down, buckle up and turn the volume to 11. This is the Auto Action Rev Limiter with Auto Action's Bruce Williams and Paul Gover and your host, Andrew Clark. Hello and welcome to the Auto Action Rev Limiter, the final one for 2023. And what a year we've had. We've been rocketing up the charts and we've been creating waves as we go. So let's get on with this show and we're not going to have any Christmas music, but we are going to welcome Auto Action's Bruce Williams and Paul Gover. Bruce, how are you today? Oh, you know, it's another day in the life of uh, running a successful um, publication in the world of media and dealing with people who want to go on holidays and um, just the madness that is Christmas. I haven't seen you since Friday's Christmas party. I reckon that's about the longest we haven't spoken to each other all year. You're missing me, sweetheart. I missed you. It was a lovely lunch. We had, uh, contrary to popular belief, all the uh, several members of the former Auto Action team were there and uh, we had a lovely chat with a few of the younger fellows and people that were there. Uh, it was a very pleasant afternoon, so uh, it was good. And then... Um, I had to go and award some, uh, went off to the Victorian State Racing Championships Awards Night to uh, hand out some, uh, assist with the handing out of some uh, trophies to some worthy recipients. Yes, which is a little better than last year. I think we finished last year's Christmas party after midnight and we'd started at midday. So uh, a little bit better for Bruce's head the next day, I suggest. It was a proper Christmas party, that one. But it's PG, a- you're sort of- not one that you would have enjoyed because cordial, you can only drink so much cordial or lemonade in an afternoon. That's right. When you when you only drink cordial, you end up springing a leak fairly early in the night. But tonight I've got my family Christmas party and my son, who's a huge motorsport buff, is actually cooking dinner tonight for the first time. So um, as Andrew and I were discussing uh, just privately, apparently there are some mushrooms in the dinner. So, Brucey, uh, you might have to be cleaning up the mess tomorrow, but... What I find fascinating is... Should I be looking for a replacement early on, uh, PG? Oh, well, you know, I I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who can do as little as I do and cause as much trouble as I cause. But it's interesting, isn't it? It's a week to... It's less than a week to Christmas and supercars have still got news happening. What about the the, the shake-up of this? Shake-up at DJR and Jim Farley, who's the head of Ford Motors... Ford for the whole world, Ford has been out at uh, Call the Park, yes, Bruce, yes, the, the new home of speed. We uh, put a little story up today. He went for a ride day. Uh, Walkinshaw, Andretti and Tickford boys, uh, Chazzy and um, Cam, took uh, the uh, president of Ford and uh, some very eminent Australian rules football people from the Geelong Cats out and took them for a ride along with some other recipients. would have been a fun day because the track was a bit damp, so that would have been a bit exciting for yeah, it looked like typical Melbourne weather, Bruce. Uh, actually, uh, it's actually very, very warm and very bright sunshine here right now. That was just a bit of morning dew has settled in for about four hours. Oh, morning dew. Oh, right. It looked to me like it was grey skies and thundery. I've been at Calder when it's raining and it's not pleasant. No, it was a pretty ugly morning here in Melbourne. Anyway, let's get on with this show because um, we're going to go through a couple of things. I'm going to do our typical run through supercars and the other stuff. But I wanted to start out this session with um, your three highlights from the year. And, and I don't care what categories they are, but what are your three motor racing highlights from the year? And we'll start with PG. I was at Le Mans. That's that's all three of my highlights. <laughs> I love that joint. And just the thing about going to Le Mans is, yep, there's a car race, and yes, okay, I was there as the suck hole 
um, guest of Ferrari, um, and they won. But, you know, like I bumped into Malcolm Wilson, who's head of the Ford Motorsport Program in the World Rally Championship, and I bumped into Jeff Bram, and I jumped in, uh, bumped into Ryan Briscoe. So it's a big social event as well. So, uh, I mean, I enjoy that part of it as, as well as the racing. Um, highlight for me, I'd like to say it was Bathurst, but it wasn't a classic Bathurst. Um, I think... T- too, yeah, too much, too much dead time in the whole thing. I think you could, a bit like our podcast, you could edit down to about fifteen minutes and it'd be fine, which is not bad. We're editing an hour down; they they're editing nine hours down. Um, I think, uh, I think the highlight for me is all the change that's happening for next year. Uh, I think this year was just a crap year, um, but you know, there's a lot of promising things happening. People jumping around for next year. You know, there, there's still supercar stuff happening. Third thing. Uh, sprint cars, uh, you know, anytime you need to fall in love with motorsport again, just go to a sprint car race meeting. I told my daughter I was going to take her to go to a sprint car meeting this this summer and she looked at me as if to say why and I said, trust me, you'll love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. And just make sure you get a, a set of, you know, your ski goggles so she doesn't get, you know, because the thing is once the clay hits you and it dries, it's okay, it's all right to pick it off. But when it hits you in the eyes, it's not pleasant. No. So we we'll organise that, Brucey. Dare I say she needs to wear comfortable shoes? Like, um, if you can't, you can't be impractical at the speedway. You get the women in high heels get bogged. <laughs> that's, a polite, that's a polite way of putting it. I have seen a few of them go front over back. Their feet stop in the clay, and they and the top, the top part keeps going. Oh well, she wears Ugg boots and Crocs, so I think she'll be okay. They'll be practical, won't they? Yeah, Crocs are the go. Beautiful. Okay, Bruce, what are your three highlights? Oh, geez, I haven't even thought about this. Um, So, okay. No, no, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say that Supercars was a highlight. Now, not for the obvious reasons, but um, the fact that they uh, managed to get the cars on the grid at Newcastle forms part of the highlight. Um. And and but there were some other interesting things during the year. There was the uh, the, the the victories for a couple of little privateer teams. Charlie Schwartz, Charlie Schwartzkolt, our uh, hairdressing friend uh, and provider of beautiful uh, cosmetic products. Team eighteen, they had a win. And then um, uh, young Maddie, um, yeah, I'm having a seniors moment. Pain. Maddie Payne. Um, Maddie Payne. Maddie Payne win, so that was great. So I'm, I'm talking about all the firsts. So Matt Payne, we had uh, um, Stone Brothers, um, uh, Maddie Stone have his first win. Um, it's all the things that happened first. But fr- from a supercar's point of view, it was absolutely fantastic to see Erebus and uh, Brody Kostecki, that Erebus team and with Betty and, and led like by Barry Ryan, who a lot of people uh, didn't uh, didn't think they could pull it off. That was a massive highlight for me to see them stand tough. They had everything thrown at them by the uh, the evil empire from Queensland, and um, they pulled it off. So that was a really exciting thing for me. That was a bit of a highlight if you package the whole thing. Another highlight for me, and probably laboured a little bit, and I was talking to somebody today and they thought it was a bit shabby, the return of Calder Park to to motor racing and to see cars racing around there, whether they were state level and 
than the uh, high-tech oil series and various other things. But even things like drive days out there with uh, with the Ford people, you know, 12 months ago, that didn't happen. And so that is a major highlight. Here we, we've got this incredible facility, 25 minutes by freeway from, um, from the centre of Melbourne, an airport's 15 minutes away, public transport. Let's hope that it all comes back. And uh, so that's been a massive highlight for me. And um, I suppose if I'm brutally frank, the obvious highlight for me, given that I have been following him for such a long time, and you two can stop laughing. I just had a bloke from the armchair critic in the background say, but it is to see Oscar Piastri start his first Formula One Grand Prix and actually perform as I expected him to perform and as many people didn't expect him to perform. And Oscar's the real deal. And I found a post that we put up in 2019 or 2018, and I think we introduced him as one of the future Formula One world champions. And to actually see him get there and deliver in the calm, rational, thoughtful way that he is was 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 a massive highlight, not just for me, but for a whole heap of people, and particularly for the people that probably understood him and knew what he was capable of. So there's my three highlights. They're sort of the different ends of town, but um, they're still highlights. Yes, well, we have a bit of crossover with mine there, uh, Bruce, because I've got the emergence of the future champions as one of mine, which is Oscar Piastri and Matt Payne. So uh, for me, um, the way they, they performed during the year. So I pitched um, both of your good ideas without even knowing what you were going to talk about, Andrew. I know, exactly, but I've got more. I've got more because the other ones are similar as well, which is the rise of Erebus because um, they came from the clouds. No one expected what they were going to do this year. And it, uh, what I think it shows is that if you put to your effort in and you put all the, all, the, all the stuff you need in place, you can actually rise in this series and you can get up there and take on the best, which is Triple Eight. So, you know, just an impressive effort by that team. Andrew, um, but my wait, Sorry to interrupt. I, what you're right, what you say is spot on. It's great. Um. I'm not trying to be a smart-ass and claim, but I'd been suspicious that something was going on and talking to Barry over the last couple of years. They didn't. They certainly didn't. Um, they certainly didn't step back from the main game. I mean, let's not forget they were winning races. You know, Will Brown was winning races and fast at Bathurst, and Brody was there fast at Bathurst. But what was going on behind the scenes was impressive. They really started building towards Gen Three and a lot of their planning in the previous years. And things like the fact that they were able to solve the wheel nut problem. You know what I mean? Like other, there was lots of noise. They just went, there's a problem, we'll fix it. Oh, do you want to buy some wheel nuts? That's the sort of thing you would have expected from one of the homologation teams, but they were able to identify a number of times, you know, their gear shift cage didn't break. No, but also, and I think what you're saying is spot on, Andrew, and I, and I know I'm Tommy Takeover again, but... You know, we shouldn't underestimate just how good Brody Kostecki was this year. He had a whole heap of shit thrown at him. Will Brown was a bit faster than him at times this year. And the young kid, Brock Feeney, was impressive. And then, you know, SVG got the shit off his liver and actually started to get going. And Brody stood, stood tough. I mean, look at what he did at uh, Adelaide. He put the thing on pole. When he was getting smashed by everybody, he went out there and said, cop this, guys. I'm leading the championship and I'm not taking it easy. Cop this. Sorry. 
Yeah, it's a massive, massive changing of the guard this season, I think, in terms of supercars. Yeah, the young guys have come through and, and, and they've taken over. I think the old guys, I just don't know where they're going to be in a couple of years. I can't see your Mark Winterbottoms and your Davey Reynolds and, hey, and so forth missed, keeping the fight up for these young, young Bruce coming we've through. We've missed somebody. Paul Gover's boyfriend, you didn't mention him. I was about to say, you've forgotten James Courtney. Yeah. Exactly, Jimmy, Jimmy Courtney, who's going to be mentoring another young bloke. So, you know, I think we're seeing a good series of change and I'm really excited. I love the fact that we don't know what we're going to get out of these guys and, you know, we've seen a little bit from each of them and, and I think Matt Payne has shown us that we're not privy to the same stuff that the team owners often are, you know, that they're making their decisions based on things that we never see. So we can only measure it by, by talking to the team owners. Are you suggesting Are you suggesting that blokes are taking checks to put drivers in cars, Andrew? No, they're looking at data, you yes. dickhead. Data, yes. So, um, <laughs> well, they used to, and that's the problem, is that the team owners were too often taking money to put people in the car instead of putting talent in the cars. And, and I think putting talent in yeah. the cars, the series can only grow from it but we'll get to the um when we talk about the uh, the lowlights for the year we can talk about my my thoughts there um but my other highlight for the year was the chicago street race um you know i was over oh here we go again mr nasca i was there and you weren't yeah and you weren't but um it was an amazing event and it was you know to watch van gisbergen win and the the hype and the the, the way America embraced him, I think, was just fascinating. So uh, that, that was clearly my highlight for the year in terms of things that I was at. Um, but that leads us into the next part, which is your lowlights. Andrew, can I, just say, can I just say that you were on to the whole Chicago and SVG thing very, very early on and you pestered me and you wanted me to upgrade you to first class <laughs> and could I help you out with the, with the um, fluffy dices in the in the rental cars and that sort of stuff. He actually complained, PG, I don't know if I told you about this. <laughs> what? But he was such a tight ass. He actually drove from one side of America to the other. But we, I was getting daily updates about the zoos he'd visited and the bloody pretty flowers and he'd seen on the side. The music. Don't forget all the music events. Yeah. He went to some – and by the way, viewers, by the way – he claims to have gone for the NASCAR race, but he did happen to take three nights in a, in a row in to his favourite band. And uh, what's their name again, Andrew? Uh, they're the Hold Steady, but I did get a fourth night as well because they were in Louisville when I was driving through, so I got four nights. Four nights of one band? Yeah, oh, and God. they didn't play the same set once, PG. They, 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 they played 83 of their songs over the nights. 83 songs? And I've never yeah. heard of them. Are they a cover band? Um, no, no, they're a real band. They're a real band. And I'll just say, the tax man will be very annoyed with all of this because he delivered reams and reams of coffee. And, and to, to, his, to his credit, and this is a highlight, I'll say this, I think, when did you join Auto Action, Andrew? Middle of um, 2022. Oh, right, okay. Um, one of the things is, too, viewers, that I'd have to say that uh, PG ex- uh, included in this, but having uh, Andrew join the team was one of the highlights. We weren't doing the podcast back then. But, no, having Andrew, because he went to Chicago, he developed a good relationship with SVG. We saw another side of SVG. SVG actually spoke to uh, to um, to Andrew only because he had to. Because well, he, he was the only one who spoke the same him. language. <laughs> That's right. Um, but he got some really good – he did a great interview with um, – Scotty McLaughlin, and um, he also spoke to another great friend of ours in James Small. So, you know, he went over there. He actually did work his ass off and uh, he produced some great content. And um, 
All credit to you. The bandwagon now, mate, they're going to have to put tandem wheels on the back of the wagon. They're going to have to get extra horses. That'll be a bigger band because all those other people in the media have suddenly thought, oh, shit, we better get over to America and want Shane and uh, and maybe uh, Brody and uh, whoever else is going to try and get over there and do some racing. It's interesting. We're having a conversation online, obviously, with uh, with Drew Brown from Track House on the on the weekend, and um, it's a couple of people from NASCAR, and um, and Drew's introduced me as the bloke who told him Van Gisbergen was going to win before they knew he could. So there you go. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so yeah, they have great highlights, but um, but there are lowlights. In those nine highlights, there's some genuinely quite good ones and a bit diverse, which is like auto action. We're not focused on the top end of town, although we like the, the top end of town. We're also a bit down there in the... There's always something new and exciting, Bruce. You know, even, I've been reading auto action since the very first edition, and even now I'll turn the page and go, oh, who's that bloke? Oh, I didn't know he was doing that, or what's that all about? It, it's, it's called surprise and delight. Sometimes it's not delight, but there's always lots of surprises and stuff in there, which is what it should be about. And, and one of the things that you won't be delighted or pleased by is the number of spelling mistakes. But anyway, we try, try hard. <laughs> he can't spell anyway. He relies on the sub-editors. No, well, that's the problem. When I, a person who can't spell, when I see the spelling mistakes, you know there's a problem, don't you? But anyway, let's move on. So is that the introduction? Well, not quite. We haven't finished yet because I want your three lowlights, but let's keep these ones brief. Yeah, I can do mine first. I've got three all together. Parody, parody, parody. Cool. That's pretty simple because that's going to be one of mine as well. Bruce, does it feature on yours? Are we to mention people by name? Lowlights? Did you you say lowlights? We've had highlights. Now we're having the lowlights. If it's it's not lowlifes we're talking about, I'll have to have a think about that because a couple of those people uh, would be listening this evening and uh, I might have to – Andrew, you go first and I'll see who you don't touch up. Well, my biggest low light of the year was Formula One. What a disaster of a season. And you can sit there and you can argue as much as you like about positions 2 to 19 or 20, whatever. 20. Um, there was no battle for the entire season. So it was just the most, the worst season of Formula One ever. Strangely, you obviously weren't around when Michael Schumacher was winning. And not only that, where the team told his teammate to pull over and let him pass lots of times. Yeah. Well, they didn't do that for Sergio. They just nobbled his car. Um, the parody battle was obviously a low light. And um, for me, um, it's the lack of evolution in supercars in terms of um, I don't think they've quite yet worked out how to market the drivers. And I think we, you know, touching on before the emergence of the champions coming through, they've got to work out how to make them into heroes. They've got to, we've got to find our black hat. We've got to find our white hat. We've got to actually develop and build their personalities so that we, we can either work out which ones we like or don't like instead of just seeing these big lumps of vanilla sitting in They're not just bland. They're like robots. They're like data. Yeah. They're, they're, they're death by vanilla side, I used to call it. And uh, it started in the early 2000s when you watch them wipe the personality out of people like Garth Tander. Uh, well, they're doing it worse now. So anyway, that's why I think supercars have got to pick up their game on. You know. Did Garth ever actually have a personality, Andrew? Yeah, no, he did. He was actually quite good. Oh, he's, he's a ripper. When he was a young, when he was a young tearaway, he was fantastic. But the other thing is, Garth also realised, and it's partly down to him. Garth realised, like Mika Hakkinen, if you shut up and don't say anything, it gets pe- people get intimidated by it. <laughs> yeah. So, right, Brucey, your three lowlights. 
Oh, back to me again. Why do I always have to carry the show? Low lights. Um, 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 low lights. Clearly one of our low lights is Bruce's inability to think on the spot. Um, no, no, I had one at the top of my head and it's fallen out. Viewers, it's been a very, very stressful year. Um, and, um, oh, 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 uh, low lights. Okay. One of the low lights that we have discussed on the uh, <clears throat> on the uh, Rev Limited podcast has been the ability of several uh, motorsport promoters, event cat promoters and series promoters, to run events and keep them hidden, keep them secret from the people, the punters, and run them on 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 um, viewing platforms that nobody can find or nobody watches. So I'd like to congratulate Motorsport Australia. I think they did an excellent job this year in keeping well is it so yeah i want to award them for doing an excellent job of managing to hide the speed series for most of the year and certainly the highlight for me was the absolute secret event that they ran at bathurst and nothing nothing more interesting than than when i was observing the uh some i was looking for some photos from tcm uh to do some stuff uh this week and i found a photo of the entire Touring Car Masters field, heading into turn one at Bathurst, and there was not one person in the background. I found that rather remarkable. So they did a very, very good job. And um, uh, the bloke um, that used to run the joint, he's gone and he's been replaced by a new bloke. And uh, Andrew, we were supposed to have lunch with him, but um, the passing of uh, our friend Brian Sampson intervened. But um, the other evening at... um, our uh, Victorian State Race Series, he um, stood up and had a bit of a chat about himself for a little while and, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we wait for lunch. We'll go and have lunch with him and we'll have a bit of a chat. Um, you got two more of you or do we move on? Oh, Jesus, two more. Two more. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd like to say the low light and uh, feel free to give me a whack back at this one. I reckon the low light was the way Shane Howard didn't handle the whole parody debate, which got out of control at Bathurst. It was we were all there, weren't we, boys? Yep. We were all there. We we're all waiting for some input. Yep. We yeah, all wanted yeah. someone to step up and take control and say, "This is what's going to happen." Barry Ryan, the sense of reason, offered as a GM competitor to say to everybody, listen, guys, give the Ford blokes a little bit of this. It'll shut everybody up. But under the, um, the, uh, how can we say, the master, the master manipulation or the the, uh, coercive nature of the team at the far end of the pit lane, um, that didn't happen. So we had this spectacle of groups of Ford owners standing around in little huddles, you know, talking secretly to each other and we had Ford threatening to um, suggesting in the background that they might pull the pin and blah, blah, blah. So that was a very undignified thing. It actually, I don't know about how you guys felt, but I actually felt not uncomfortable for myself, but I actually felt uncomfortable for the sport. I didn't think that was, well, I know it wasn't handled very well and um, it got ugly and in the end they issued a, a very mediocre media release to say um, uh, nothing's going to happen, so bad luck, get on. To say nothing. They, they said nothing. nothing. They did but nothing. Shane was invisible. Shane was invisible. 
Nobody knew where he was. He was hiding. They, that was an opportunity for them to get on the front foot and say, this is what we're doing. You whingers over there, shut up. We're fixing it, da-da-da. In the end, in the end, the parity trigger was pulled and Ford got their, um, got their wants and desires. Not only did they get their wants, they got their desires as well, all in one gift, and we see the next uh, four races dominated by Mustangs. I think I think Shane's too nice. He's a very very nice man. I didn't times, say Shane was nice. Yeah, that's, but you don't need it. You don't need Bernie Eccleston. Not a nice bloke. Tony Cochran. Not I'd a be nice the right bloke. bloke. Some other people in the yeah, Roland Dane, good friend of mine, but in business, not a nice bloke. At times, you have to have people who are not nice blokes running things. Because they're prepared to make unpopular decisions and get offside with people. PG, that is exactly right. You need someone who's got a bit of an edge and uh, from time to time can be a bit of an arsehole because it doesn't matter what you do in life, there will always be people who are pissed off with your decision and people that are happy with your decision. So you're right. Very good point. The interesting thing is, though, that um, when you talk the Barry Ryan scenario there, that um, the data from the wind tunnel backs it all up. You know, he saw the data of the CFD and said it's clearly... There's, an, there's something wrong, and, and it was. Um, and then, as he also warned, <laughs> if you don't give it to them now, they'll go too far, and they did. But uh, hopefully it's all going to be sorted, but we'll get into that in a second because um, if you've got one third one, Bruce, we can then move into, uh, into uh, one of my... Can you give me a hint? Would you, is there something you'd like me to suggest? Because I can, you know what I can, I can develop a story on the on a mere whim of the suggestion. <laughs> well, I could some of your, I could pick some of your lowlights from the outside. I mean, clearly the uh, the target Tasmania scenario would be one that was um, was particularly. Um, well, obviously that is a very good point. I, I my my lowlight is now the and I got I got a bit of a whack from somebody the other evening at the state race series. Motor racing is a dangerous sport. We talked about this last week. It's dangerous from the point of view that if you don't understand the risks and you don't appreciate what you what can be done and you don't recognise and understand that when you're sitting in a car, you look around the car and you see the things that are hanging in the car and where the roll bars are and relative to your head and all that sort of stuff, um, it's a dangerous sport if you go into off the road and hit a tree at 100 kilometres an hour or 80 kilometres an hour or, heaven forbid, faster than that. One of the things that really troubles me is the way that the first, the, the immediate response from Motorsport Australia was to, right, that's it, we're going to ban it, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And instead of sitting and, and addressing properly, they, they, the knee-jerk reaction was to immediately ban everything and say, we're not going to do it. Um, they need to, uh, and I'm concerned now that they've employed as their new CEO a man whose background is insurance and risk management. So, heaven forbid, guys, they'll be, they'll be introducing speed limits on racetracks soon. You won't be able to, you certainly won't be able to have a fun racing a car, but anyway, we'll see what happens. But, um, no, that side of things has been handled very, very, very uh, poorly. There's, look, there's lots of things that are being done not well, but motorsport is such a great activity. We love it. You know, we bust our ass every fortnight to produce... The, the content that we produce. For us to sit here and say there's some low lights, you know, it's our job to be critical at times, I Absolutely. suppose. But there's so many good things going there's so many good things going on in motorsport. If you said to me, tell me a hundred things that are great, I could go all night. So let's move on. One of my highlights for the year, Bruce, is um the relationship with AC Delco. 
and uh, it's been terrific for the Rev Limiter. So we thank them for their support this year um, and um, for making my Ford Mondeo travel so beautifully. And um, so, Andrew, it's funny you should say that. They've, um, they've warmed to us, haven't they, over the period of time? And, you know, they, 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 they went from being a, a brand that we probably didn't recognise. We thought that AC Delco was a brand that traditionally, you know, you'd bolt your AC Delco filter on your Holden Tirana or your, you know, your, your um, HQ or your, your LS3 powered Commodore. But no, but, but we've discovered through the friendship and the warmth and the generosity of AC Delco, they make components and parts and service items for just about every car on the road. It's quite remarkable. And that's only come about, dare I say it, and PG scratches. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, only come about because of their warmth and their, and their decision to get involved with us. So good on them for helping us to understand all of the wonderful things they do. And Paul, and, and also, they managed to stop you swearing, which is fantastic. PG, I'm going to have to tell you something. I've actually had complaints from people about my lack of swearing, and that is genuine. <laughs> I have had people say to me, you need to start swearing again. The podcast is not the same. So what we're going to do is we're planning on having a, um, a, a, a black edition, which, is, which will be unsponsored. Uh, maybe it will be sponsored by, um, what's the name of that? That, um, that that society that you go on your phone and in the middle of the night when you're feeling a bit lonely <laughs> is it? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know, Bruce. What are you anyway, talking about? Maybe sponsored by them, and there'll be a full black edition where we call people, you know, by their their nicknames and tell them they're assholes. Oh shit! Sorry. Anyway, anyway, our very very good friends at AC Delco have uh, calmed me down a little bit and uh, it's uh, thanks to them that you're listening this evening. So let's hear from them. Hey, my name's Jared Hughes. I'm racing the AC Delco Toyota 86 in the 2023 TGR 86 series. Hey guys, Aaron Borg, driver of the AC Delco Isuzu D-Max in the Super Ute series. Hey, I'm Brock Feeney, driving the number 88 Red Bull Ampole Racing Camaro, supported by AC Delco. Hi, Craig Lowndes here. We all trust in AC Delco, and so should you, because certainty starts here. Check out the full range of AC Delco all makes auto parts at acdelco.com.au. So welcome back to the Rev Limiter. We have to charge through these next bits or PG's going to walk out the door. So let's go quickly on Supercars News. Um, Jackson Evans, the last driver on the grid, guys. Interesting, because he he looked for a while there like he was going to follow uh, Matty uh, Campbell, Matty Campbell through the Porsche system, but he's obviously fallen out of the Porsche system. I think it'll be good to have him back, except for one thing: what passport has he got, Andrew? He's a Kiwi. I know another one. Bloody hell! It's the New Zealand Touring Car Championship. Well, there's only five of them in the series. It's all right. It's all right. We do have a massive audience in New Zealand and um, we need to keep the Kiwis happy because, you know, when they're sitting back there in the evening and eating their fish and chops, it's nice for them to be able to sit there and see some of their fellow fellow Kiwis. Well, it makes them feel like they're part of the real world, it doesn't does, it? It does indeed. But um, no, he'll go right. He'll go right because um, he's been pretty quick at, at Bathurst and uh, when he's, when he's uh, been co-driving with Jack Smith, he's been quite good. Um, I think he'll be – he's a pretty quiet sort of a bloke, very um, – not not wearing my ladies' dress or anything at the moment, but he's a good-looking bloke, so they might attract a few of the uh, 
through the uh, young ladies to be following him. And um, it's a good appointment. I think uh, it's, heaven forbid, I still don't understand, and I'm going to be a little controversial here. I don't know how he got the drive because he's never driven a Super 2 car. So how the hell he managed to get a seat without doing six Super 2 races has got me a little bamboozled. But anyway, yeah. we, we move on. We move on, yes. Well, Zach Best had done enough um, Super 2 races. Oh, there you go. Zach seems to have shot He's now he has the record for for finishing second three times. Yeah. Anyway, interesting one. So let's move on. Um, Can I just interrupt for a second? Touching oh, yeah. about Super Two. Super Two. I heard a bit of a gossip today that. Um, uh, well, I'm not sure if they're our friends at Cool Drive or not, but our very very good friends at um, Racer Industries are sort of tied up with that team. But I heard a bit of a whisper that um, the. Uh, BRT, Blanchard Racing Team, in their Super 2 car, they might be running their uh, Super 2 car not with a paid driver because uh, Young Lovey stepped out of their Patronus. Is it Patronus Oils? What is it, Patronus? I don't know. People say Patronus. Patronus, I don't know. Patronus. It's Patronus. I haven't been to Malaysia. It's Patronus. Patronus-sponsored car, and I'm on very, very good, reliably, reliably informed that that Mustang will be shared next year by... Two of the older members of the uh, supercar squad to keep them uh, fresh, and Jack Perskins and uh, Timmy Blanchard might be driving that car. There's a bit of gossip for you. We'll no doubt see that spread all over the place in the next 12 or 15 minutes. Uh, cool. Well, we'll get to a bit more gossip in a second, but let's um, quickly touch on the DJR overhaul. I mean, um, Ludo Lacroix's gone. Yeah, that was great. Thanks. What are we going to talk about now? Sorry? Ludo Lacroix's gone from DJR. Uh, Ryan Story's back at the helm. What do we make of it? You were in the you middle of it, PG. Do you well, remember when I was, Sorry, I'm sorry, PG, shut up. Remember last week when I said that everything was going well on the deadline and I booked my ticket, stepped into the beautiful, comfortable train at Bombay, heading off to wherever I was going to <laughs> jerk a jerk stand or wherever it was, and all of a sudden I woke up and the train was upside down and there were there was a sound of smashing glass and crumbling <laughs> and crashing and... That's what I reckon's happening. <laughs> I think what I think what's happened is that Ryan Story, who's been very sick for a long time, has decided that it's that if he's going to be sick, he might as well be sick from trying to trying to tip the train set back up the right way up to to carry on from your story. Uh, they, I don't know what's happened to them. And some people have said, "Oh, you know, it's because Roger Penske left." Well, it's not, uh, and it's because Roger Penske took his money, and it's not. Um, I mean, their drivers were serial underperformers. The team didn't cope very well. And I think Story's just had enough and spat his dummy out and gone back to try and get the train set back together again. I know you want to speak, but you're not going to just yet. Um, what PG says is right. PG's a mate of uh, Dr. Story. And um, Ryan has, Ryan's the bloke that saved that organisation originally. Dick was on the verge of going um, technically, financially tatars, and Ryan walked in there and he straightened that joint up and got it going, which is a massive credit to him. But let's think about it. Um, Penske walked out of there four years ago now. Was it three years ago? It's a long time ago. And he has got some good people around him. And I'll say this, controversial, Ludo may have officially left, but I reckon he checked out two years ago. I don't reckon he's been there emotionally or... Too much more than that for a while. So I don't know really that they've lost much. And Ludo's a bit of a control freak, and I reckon 
that while he was there, there would have been people maybe not being able to be given an opportunity to say what they wanted to say or tweak some stuff. They've got some good people there. David, um, old mate David, uh, the Noble. football coach, David Noble, who we've met, very nice man and quite capable, good man manager. I think Ryan getting in there and sorting it out I think will be all right. I don't know. Where's, does anyone know where Ludo's gone? Well, I heard mid-year where the, where the plan was and I heard um, my rumour was he's going to Premier Racing. And uh, I haven't heard anything since then to uh, to deviate me from that path. Yeah, yeah, that is the that is the current rumble from around the pit lane. Well, um, I'll tell you something that I heard. I heard that um, Mr. Lacroix was offered a position with a bloke who um, tries to sell mobile phones to everybody because he was trying to start his own team at one stage as well. So that room has been going around for a while, but that bloke. Um, but uh, maybe we need to talk to Peter. Did you see, his, did you see uh, Peter Anderton's social post today with Ludo in one of the lifeboats off the Titanic? Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, did, did, we, did, we, um, did we talk about last week about our exciting news about young Cameron McLeod on the podcast? Going yes, to, we did. Um, yes. No, we did that. Uh, isn't that cool. fantastic? All right. So, yes, it is fantastic. Now, let's just move on from Supercars. We've only got a few more minutes with PG. Um, yeah. Parity, aero tests. Um, I'm hearing that Ford has not and will not at the moment sign off on the aero tests and then has to go away and restyle what they tested. So they're going to go back to the wind tunnel, guys. Who's they going back to the wind? Ford is going back or both cars Supercars are going back? Supercars has to go back. So who's so paying for this? The cars are still there, yep. Um, Ford is re- is setting it up because Ford wants the car to look like a Mustang still. So they... Um, they- oh, this is the... Well, the people who created the Frankenstein Mustang. Yep. Yep. Oh, anyway. That's a change of tack, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Um, if anybody's heard any different, then let's go for it. But uh, I, I hear there's not they haven't signed off and there's more wind tunnel testing coming. So um, I wow. tried to get some confirmation today, but no one... Uh, Wanted to talk what about, about the engine? What's going on with the engine, Andrew? Have you heard any chat about the engine? No, I haven't heard anything about the engines, to tell you the truth. So, yeah. Um, well, that's all changed as well. And guess whose fingerprints are over the engine now? Whose? Ta-da! Dr. Ryan's story. Because <laughs> 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 the thing about Ryan is he's not – the good thing about Ryan is he's not a control freak. No. <laughs> no. As long as you do exactly what he tells you to do, there's no problem. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. As yeah. one of as I've often said in the office, when the when the pressure's on and things are going, and, and I need to get everybody's attention, I say, "Come on, guys, come on, let's work as a team and do it my way." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm the captain and the coach. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so um, the arrow's not locked away. So uh, all of our hopes and things that everything was sorted, not quite yet, guys. Um, let's move on a little bit now because we uh, we are running out of time and these are the, the topics that PG actually really wants to talk about. We're going to start off at the Bathurst 12-hour and we got the press release about their new website today, which was innovative. Now, let me tell you now, I've had to go through it. I can't see innovation in there, but it's apparently an innovative website built by the same people who built the Supercars website and you can tell because they look the same. But you click on the hyperlink, guys, and it takes you through chat GPT. Yeah, it's a worry, isn't it? So crazy, crazy, come on. Yeah, and, and, and I actually 
I actually knew there was a landmine in there when I asked you to have a look at Andrew. I thought, oh, I've got to share the joy on this. Yeah, honestly, missed it by a lot. The other thing about the 12-hour, I think, has the potential to be fantastic, except that it's twinned now effectively with supercars. So which event are you going to go to? What are you going to see? Da, da, da. And, and the thing about it is... Um, talking to Roland Dane recently because he's the he's the guy who looks after AMG uh, Motorsport in Australia. Um, well, his company does. Um, there'll be eight or ten really really good pro teams running in that race. It's going to be the best race there's been. Um, the field is looking fantastic, and what have supercars done? Because they own the rights to it. Let's put it all on together and confuse everybody again. Yeah, and no, I think it's a bad thing. I can't see. I cannot see the two race meetings like that working. It's uh, one of them. No. One of them suffers, and 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 ultimately, to me, it actually having the twelve hour and then the supercar season opener. Uh, it takes away from the one thousand a little bit. It um, removes a bit of the mystique. Yeah, with the too many visits, too many visits oh, to the. You know, oh, you can't be doing that very narrow minded. I can see some Tinder dates developing into proper long term relationships. At least oh, a week long. That's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, some of these people might end up spending like. You know, ten days together. It could be quite exciting. Don't, don't always look. Always look at the negative view. I hope you're not going to be there for ten days, Bruce. I hadn't thought of it that way, Bruce. Well, you know, you might. Those blokes there. There'll be a lot of activity on Lovebook and all those other platforms that people are on, and people will be looking around Bathurst for you know availabilities and you know blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What is blah blah blah, Bruce? Because I have to go because it's it's Christmas. It's Christmas at my at my son's hey, house. Yagata, yagata or whatever they. What do they say in Seinfeld? Yibbity yibbity, or that's all, folks. Like that. It's it's a bit. It's like that. So the GT3 cars are obviously going to be a, the star of the 12-hour race, um, and uh, there's a big push towards them. I mean, we're not going to see the full lot. We're not going to see the Mustang this year, but um, or the Ferrari. Or the Ferrari, but there's an increase in, in activity. So I think next year's oh, sorry, 2025 12 hour is going to be a pretty yeah. special event. But oh, this well, one's still going to be waiting for the, the last little bits of special to arrive. Yeah, and the thing about it is Ford are under got development underway with the Mustang GT3 car. Um, and that's something you can talk about after I've uh, after I've shuffled off to go and have my beef wellington, because I really need to go. Uh, my son's turned up at the front door knocking. So uh, thank you for everything this year, both of you. You're both great mates, and I really enjoyed everything. Uh, and the podcast is is silly at times and confronting at times, but I think we get down to what people want to know about. Thanks, PG. And, yes, you're quite right. It's been entertaining, and it wouldn't be the same without your your dulcet tones. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. All- Anyway, yeah. thanks, PG. Go and enjoy your beef wellington and we hope you survive. Yeah, so do I. Thanks very much, guys. Have a great festive season, PG. I shall indeed. I've got plenty of time and plenty of motorsport magazines and books to be reading, so that'll be good. Beautiful. See ya. Jesus, Jesus Andrew, so um, I'm going to have to fill in 75% of the rest of the podcast. Oh, no, no, I'm going to shut down, so you're going to do 90% of the podcast. Oh, God, what are we going to talk about? Well, I don't know, but um, speaking of books, I'm going to read the Roscoe McGlashan book over the holidays, so um, we'll come back with oh, a book review. There's a name from the past. Roscoe McGlashan viewers, for those of you who don't know, is a man who has for, for, for many decades attempted to become 
a land speed record uh, creator. Um, I've been a bit of a fan of land speed records over the days. I mean, some of the people include Donald Campbell and all sorts of people like that. So Australia's had a bit of a rich history of um, land speed record people. And um, Roscoe McGlashan is one of those interesting characters. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great read. So uh, we'll talk about that when we come back in the new year anyway. But if you're really looking for a read over Christmas, just go out and buy it anyway because um, it's a good story. Did you, There's a lot one, of... Andrew? Did you write this one? No, I didn't write this one, no, um, Andrew, unfortunately. Can I just ask, you're talking about Christmas gifts. We're talking about Christmas gifts and, you know, filling stocking fillers. There must be one of your books out there that's still on the shelf that people should rush out and buy? Oh, well, there's a Bathurst book coming, but um, that hasn't finished printing yet, so that's not quite there. So, yeah, that's the last one. The um, Next year will be a bumpy year. There'll be two or three next year, so uh, you'll be able to fill your stockings with my books next year. But they'll be AFL. I was going to say, they're not just football, uh, not just car racing. There's some very, very interesting ga- uh, football books you're doing. Yes, no, no, the Immortals of the AFL is coming out next year, so that'll be a bit of fun. But, um, yeah, anyway. And while we're on the subject of Christmas gifts, if you're thinking, you know, about giving somebody the gift that just keeps on giving, and this is unscripted, an auto-action subscription. You buy an auto-action subscription and for 25 times over the next 12 months, 25 times, viewers, you are reminded just how much you love that person because every time they get that copy of auto-action, they take it out of that beautifully sealed, hermetically sealed. It's a bit like a condom. There's no germs. You're never going to get COVID from your copy of auto-action. It's protected and you take it out mm, and the smell of fresh ink and paper 25 times and it's 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 well i mean i don't know what to say it's just 25 times of it's special it's special but there's other things that are going to happen with auto action hd bruce you don't quite know this yet but um Caroline and I had a bit of a chat before the uh, before the lunch on Friday, so we're um, we're going to sit down and plan a few things for you next year. So, yes, look so, out. That's yeah. the lovely Caroline, our wonderful, wonderful yep. designer. Yes, who makes our magazine look so good. Yes, and, um, she does a great, does a great job. job. Great job. Anyway, back to the motorsport. Back to the motorsport. Um, I read that the team team of nine drivers are testing the Mustang GT3. Yet no Cam Waters, no Chas Mostert. Um, I don't quite understand why they wouldn't get two drivers of that calibre involved, given that the um, looking at the list of nine drivers, I reckon they're better than any of them. Well, the funny part about it is, Andrew, I, th- I saw that this morning. Our friends at Multimatic who developed the cars for uh, Ford, and I thought to myself, isn't it going to be bar- embarrassing when those cars rock up to Bathurst in 2025 and there'll be about 10 of them because every man and his dog will want to rock up with one and every one of the supercar drivers will just blow the – am I allowed to say – Teats is teats offensive? Blow the teats off? No, no, no. I don't think AC Delco would be upset with that. Tits would have been offensive, wouldn't it? Blow the tits off. Maybe I said no. that. Yeah. Um, and I just don't understand why they wouldn't, because um, these blokes out here have proven time and time again they're much better drivers. But anyway, good luck to them. Maybe they couldn't afford the airfares. Well, I think it's. Uh, I mean, that's the one thing that Van Gisbergen showed when we went to Chicago is that our drivers, like we've always spoken about, how good they are, and he proved that. He proved that you know you put them into that scenario and they are unbelievable. And the uh, one of the Ford GT3 drivers, Rockin Fellow, whatever his name is, he was actually in that race and he looked pretty ordinary in comparison to Van Gisbergen. I'm surprised, given that they had the cars ready, that they didn't bring a couple out 
in the uh, in a big bomber and uh, used the uh, drive Bathurst days to um, give him a couple of runs around Bathurst. That would have sorted it out. They're not very, very, not very thoughtful in their um, things. But anyway, look, it's an exciting time. Ford are committed to motorsport worldwide with that program, so that's that's an exciting thing. It is great, I think it's and as I say, it's as PG keeps talking about. It's the uh, there's a big rush towards the GT3 programs and to you know the hypercars at Le Mans. I think Le Mans is going to be a truly exciting event uh, as it grows, and I think yeah, absolutely. Unless you're Volkswagen, <laughs> you don't think the Beatles going to be too well. No, it's not that. It's the group, you know, Audi. They've all pulled the pin on that stuff. But, look, it's an exciting time. Um, GT3 is a, is, a, is a fantastic category around the world and um, it provides good racing. And, um, again, mm, beep, 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 that's the sound of reversing. But beep, 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 maybe Supercar. Beep, 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 should have, um, beep, 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 should have uh, looked at that a little bit more carefully before they went and created this thing that, they, that they're racing now. Although... I know that one of the things I love about supercars, I'm often a bit of a tangent here, <laughs> one of the things that's happened recently is several of the um, team owners have obviously gone to acting classes and some of them, the, the ability they have to fake sincerity when you ask them about what they think is remarkable. <laughs> they look you in the eye and say, these things are fantastic. And then you go out the back and you say to the mules out the back, how's it going, mule? Ah, these pieces are shit. We're all we're doing all the time is fixing stuff. But anyway, I digress. You've sent me on another tangent. What else do you want to talk and about, Andrew? Tangents are good, aren't they? Uh, what are we getting up to over the break, Bruce? You, um, is there any sprint car racing that we're going to head off to? Well, there's, the, um, there's, there's lots of sprint car racing on over uh, summer. There's... Uh, what they call the 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 um there's racing in uh northern in southern queensland there's racing in you know in victoria and south australia there's speedway everywhere between now and you know the middle of early february there's just speedway everywhere you can go and get covered in clay from one end of australia to the other and i urge all you tarmac lovers all you people that sit around in your little ivory towers and all the rest of the stuff and speaking of ivory towers I may have overstepped the mark the other day by suggesting that the um, CEO, in fact, I've got a couple of clips recently. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the viewers noticed, but we had a little, we had a bit of an interlude in the last issue, which was some people found quite amusing. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, the uh, <clears throat> powers-to-be weren't overly uh, pleased with some of our comments. But, anyway, that's their problem, not oh, mine. That's okay. Thank you. No court injunctions. No court injunctions. Well, no, we're more than happy to have a chat to people about things. I mean, we, we're not always right, but we nearly always are. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm not right, just wait five minutes and I will be. <laughs> or ten minutes and we'll deny we said it. <laughs> Exactly. Now, what else have you got on the agenda, Andrew? We're that's just... actually it, Pete. That's it, Bruce. We were, um, we were going for GT3 Le Mans and, um, yeah. Uh, and, and No, hang on. You said, we talked about GT3, but the resurgence, I mean, we talk about it all the time. These um, hypercars, I mean, sports cars are beautiful. They've always been beautiful. I'm actually, I've got Mark from Malvern here and Mark's a bit of a, a bit of a sports car aficionado. I'm just going to say some numbers, Paul. You viewers, you can't see Mark's reaction, but I'm going to throw a couple of numbers at you, at you, Mark. I just want you to say yay or nay. There's a series of numbers. 917, Mark. Yay. Yeah, yay. Yeah, 917. 962. 962. Yeah, you know. yeah. 
What about a couple of those Ferraris? What were some of the great number Ferraris that uh, back in the day? Whoa, uh, 250 LM. Yeah, there you go. So viewers. GT40. GT. Ah, God, it goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Numbers Um, numbers in Le Mans, they go. (laughs) Yeah, they do. So Le Mans, it's beautiful. And um, just a little bit of a teaser, Andrew. We might be, when the podcasts come back in early January, do we know what date that is yet? Uh, No, I think we'll come back after we do the first edition, but um, yeah. Geez, that's a bit of a break. We might have some exciting news for that for our viewers about how they can pop up, pop around the world and um, enjoy some of these great events because we've got a, a new partner coming on board. They won't replace our beautiful, very, very good friends at AC Delco, but a new partner that will just come along and, Andrew, they might actually help you to go a little bit further around the world on your um, on your discounted airfare than what you used Excellent. to. Excellent. That's what I'm looking for. I want to go to Daytona in February. So, uh... Oh, well, mate, there's every chance of that. I'll, I'll stay here and slave away over a hot keyboard and, uh, you know, on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And just explain what I'm feeling about viewers. You know when you're going down Conrod and you've got your foot flat and the needle gets to the edge of the red and you've got to back off? That's what my deadline day is a bit like. If you're listening to the sound of, is that valve tapping on the piston or not? <laughs> They're pretty easy days but to I'll, wind him up, by the way. <laughs> I'll stay. I'll stay here and keep the body, keep the machine whizzing over while you're junketing around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like somebody's got to do the content. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> I reckon we, I reckon we're pretty much done here, bro. I think we've done haven't we? Yeah, we have, we have. Um, so we're going to go and catch a couple of sprint cars. Let me, I'm going to have a chat to Cam Waters and find out when he's running and uh, and check him out before he does that and heads off to do a bit of NASCAR. I think he's doing three street race, three road course races during the year. So we could have Van Gisbergen and Kostecki and Waters on a NASCAR track at the same time, which I think will be pretty exciting. That will be exciting, yeah, viewers. <laughs> and anyway, um. That's it, I think. I think we'll wrap it up. So thanks for your year. It's been good. This is almost one of the most mundane and boring podcasts we've ever done. And for those of you that have uh, survived to the very end, and congratulations because I'm struggling to get there myself, um, we look forward to to producing another uh, series of, well, let's call them earth-shattering podcasts early in the new year. And again, thank you, Andrew, for your massive contribution to the Auto Action brand. And let's not forget, viewers, there's an issue on sale now. It's got reams and reams of wonderful, good, as my friend from Malvern, Mark from Malvern says, it's full of good shit. And when I say shit, that's technical term, that's journo term for content. Full of good shit. Remember when you say to me, what have you got this issue? Oh, I've got some good shit lined up. And that's what we talk about. <laughs> we do, don't we? We're like the young kids who, who talk about yeah, I'd things like in the I'd like to thank you, Andrew. You've been a revelation. Since you joined the team at Auto Action, you've, you've done done us proud and you've introduced us to the podcast. It's been terrific. Oh, it's been a lot of fun, Bruce. I, um, I wish I'd done Auto Action earlier in my career instead of at the end of it. But, uh, you know, I'm enjoying myself, which is good. And I'm enjoying the podcast. I'm enjoying – loved it when we got to number one. Are you the end of the year, Andrew? So yeah, at the end of your career. Well, I'm near the end. I'm, you know, getting into the last 20 years of it. I can't believe how many beers I can knock down in the um, in the uh, single podcast. That's, I can't uh, believe six. you haven't lined up a beer sponsor yet. I, I just can't believe I you've let yourself down that badly. I reckon, 
What about our friends Coopers, Coopers in South Australia? Coopers. I reckon we need to get our friends South Australia, Coopers. Coopers, how would you like to be our very – how would you like to be our very, very good friend, predominantly my best friend, um, because all the others are, you know, like tradie and all those people, they've dropped by the wayside. But I think Coopers, we could live up Mark from Molden. Oh, Coopers. Yeah, red. Mark. Coopers red. Coopers red and Coopers the green. shit in the bottle. Yeah, that's all right. I drink the sediment too. It gives it a bit of taste. Anyway, <laughs> I've got to go. That's, that's it. That's it for T-shirts we'll are coming up. soon. Yeah, we'll catch up <laughs> shortly. So uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, viewers. Um, it's been a great year and we've enjoyed ourselves and uh, we hope you've enjoyed um, some of our crap. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we'll shut it down. Thanks. See you next year. That was the Auto Action Rev Limiter. We'd love you to subscribe and like our podcast and leave some comments. You never know when we're giving something away or we'll use your thoughts to guide the show. And don't forget to get your copy of Auto Action, the digital version. It's out every second Wednesday night and the print version is available on Thursday wherever you buy your magazines. Thanks for listening, and thanks for understanding.